is inevitable. One must destroy in order to create. We are no Jedi. Frequency 1138 is all clear and clicker free. This is Clone Army Radio. Execute Order 66. Could soldiers follow orders? Could soldiers follow orders? I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Begun. The Clone War has. I found them. Repeat, I found them. Cloners. Now this is progress. We're doomed. What is up, Clone Army? Welcome back to the best accidental Star Wars podcast this side of the galaxy. We're just simple clones making our way, like a father before us. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. We are like our father before us. Ooh, but that's yeah. kind of creepy. If you're is... Ray, then your father was a Palpatine. Was a clone of Palpatine, yeah. if I remember correctly. Ooh. Right. And I'm just... I've got Tamora Morrison, so I'm okay. I mean, that is that is brilliant. Who who wouldn't want Tamara Morrison as their father? Yeah, I would. He seems like such a nice guy. He seems like such a cool dad. Like he seems like the cool uncle. Oh That's yeah, very yeah. much his energy. He feels like he'd be the guy that would like come over and be like, "All right, kids, let's let's hop on the four wheeler and go bounce around in the mud." And mm-hmm. um. <laughs> One of my friends met him at a uh, London Film and Comic Con this uh, this last week. Uh, this weekend just gone. Mm. Um, and apparently he was absolutely just wonderful. So nice. So kind. All the time in the world for these fans and these people. Did a, a fantastic talk. Just all around such a lovely guy. I would love to meet him one day. Absolutely. I would too. He seems great. Right on. So, everybody, we are minus a member, so it's just me, John, and you, Charlie. It is. I hope that's okay. They only come here for Leto. Well, I don't blame them. He is wonderful. But he calls them all crickets. He's he's so rude. (laughs) He uses that word, but I don't think he knows what it means. (laughs) Ah, nice. Inconceivable. (laughs) (laughs) um all right so we're back we took another break we are going to be doing some star wars news there's strikes there's bob Iger. there's kathleen kennedy getting fired again um or not right for the billionth time um (laughs) there was an ahsoka trailer that i think you know everybody out there that's that's ready for some more star wars is pretty stoked for and uh you know, a few other tidbits here and there. We got some Jedi Survivor news, and um, I think we're just going to roll into it. Charlie, news. What do you got? Yes. So I will kick us off with some Star Wars news. Respawn have already started advertising for a writer for the sequel to Jedi Survivor. Nice. Some uh, eagle-eyed Star Wars sleuths on Reddit found that a job posting on LinkedIn for, and I quote, a principal game writer in brackets, Star Wars Jedi. Mm. We're looking for a highly skilled principal game writer who will embrace our philosophy and share their hard-earned expertise to help us create an incredible Star Wars experience for our players in a fun third-person action-adventure setting. Dang. So did they already hire somebody? Well, the listing's been posted. It doesn't appear to have been filled yet. Hmm. 
people are theorizing that the third game may very well be a kind of god of war energy we'll get to that later but oh really if you play, then you'll know um ea's career page have also put an advertisement up saying they're looking for a senior combat designer who needs to have experience with unreal engine 4 and 5 a jedi survivor used unreal engine 4 and a passion for melee combat games is a major plus so I don't think we will have to wait a huge amount of time for the third game if they are already starting to like gather resources and writers and game developers. They should hire me as a writer. Yes. Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply for the freaking job just for the hell of it. Do it. Actually, yeah. no, honestly, bet. Do it. I dare you. You dare me? Yeah. Well, then I will do it. There. Good. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Nice. <laughs> if you get it, if you get it, I will fly to Ohio. I'm going to do it. Nice. Hell yeah. That'd Side so note, cool. anyone who lives in the UK, it is unbearably complicated to fly specifically to Ohio. I had no idea. Everything's got to be complicated in the US, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on, we have some exciting Emmy news. Uh, Star Wars shows this year have received a total of 22 Emmy nominations. Mm. The Mandalorian has nine, um, one of them being Outstanding Drama Series, which is one of like the big Emmy Awards. Um, wow. Andor has eight nominations, a specific uh, nomination for Outstanding Writing for a Drama Series for the episode One Way Out. Oh, yeah. Again, is another really big Emmy Award and uh, five nominations for Kenobi, specifically one for Outstanding Limited Series. Really? Were you surprised to hear that the Obi-Wan show was nominated for anything? A little. I was. I mean, I, not that it sucked, but it didn't really live up to what it could have been, I think. Um, it, it looked, was it looked a little weaker. cheap. Yeah. But, I mean, good for them that it, it got a nomination. No, I, I wish the best of luck to everyone who's able to attend the award ceremony, given the right. current writers and actors strike. We'll move on to that in a little bit. Right. Get ready for a lot of reality TV, apparently. Ooh. <laughs> Bring back TLC My Strange Addiction. Let's go. Oh, God. You and Jennifer would get along. <laughs> it is my guilty pleasure. Many, many hours were spent on YouTube watching reruns. Oh we, you may have seen that there are some rumors floating around on various clickbait websites that Kathleen Kennedy is due to be fired from Disney. Of course, she always is. Uh, Spectator released an article six days ago. This appears to be where the rumors come from, asking how Kathleen Kennedy still had a job after the uh, opinioned Indiana Jones flop. Mm. Uh, clickbait sites obviously grabbed this and turned it into, oh, she's getting fired. However, the rumor mill has now turned over to say that she's most likely not fired. That's a shame. That may be one of the most <laughs> boring news segments I've ever read out, but I've got to put it in there. Just well, I mean... We've been hearing about her getting fired mm -hmm. since, what, The Last Jedi, I think? Yes. Um, and I mean, no offense to her or anything, but I part of me feels like it's time to move on from her. Uh, Maybe. But whatever. I mean, there's that one guy that's, uh, what is it, the freaking robot guy that's always saying that she's getting fired. And I'm like, dude, if you had sources, your sources are wrong because she hasn't gotten fired yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. However... If she is fired in the next few weeks, I will happily come on air and eat my words. That's fine. <laughs> right on. 
I dare you. <laughs> Just for that, I won't. nice um speaking to the indiana jones i've not seen it because from things that i've heard i probably wouldn't like it but i've also heard from a lot of people that they didn't like it either so i'm like uh uh-oh i don't know the crystal skull kind of ruined it a little bit for me so i don't know if i want to go any deeper have you seen it no, I haven't seen it. I, I love the original Indiana Jones films. They have a very special plot, like part of my childhood. Um, I really didn't enjoy The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I went to see it at the cinema and mm-hmm. sound wasn't working for the first 10 minutes of it. And oh, everyone else walked out except for me because I was like, I'm going to stick it out. And I wasn't impressed. <sighs> yeah, it was not very good. And I think the whole, I think I'm a little bit burnt out on the multiverse. What with Marvel, DC, Star Wars lightly kind of moving around areas like that, especially with potentially what's coming up in Ahsoka, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think I can bring myself to. <laughs> also, Harrison Ford, bless him, he's tired. Right. I just, I mean, I think it's cool that he wanted to do it. Good for him. But without, I mean, even without Spielberg and, and Lucas attached to it at all, that kind of was a turnoff anyways for me. But I don't know. I'll watch it when it's free. It was lovely to see George Lucas on the red carpet, though. He looks very well. Very, very nice to see him, especially supporting like Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford. That made me really happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, I'm going to sidetrack us a bunch. So (laughs) something I was just thinking about with George Lucas, he's like actually retired. Yeah. he doesn't make movies anymore. I thought no. a few years back he had said that he was going to make some little odd, like, you know, small films and stuff, but I don't think he has. Batman is sitting on the cushiest, comfiest bank account you could <sighs> ever possibly hope to have. Oh, absolutely. I think he's so contented just to sit back and enjoy not being glued behind a camera constantly. Because I think I've been, do- again, I'm sidetracking. I've been doing a bit of reading into kind of the, the making of the original Star Wars. And when George first wrote the draft, it was 200 pages, the first draft of Star Wars. Mm. And he was so overwhelmed with it, he broke it down into thirds and filmed the first third, which is why we have three movies. Right. I actually didn't know that. I thought that was really cool. Um. And he spent so many years just locked into writing, directing, writing, directing, editing, that kind of cycle. Even when other people took over roles of writing and directing. I think he's just enjoying having some time off. Yeah. No, I mean, and and it's well-deserved and well-earned and all of that. But when I hear interviews and stuff from the past and he just he's so he was always so passionate about, you know, making pictures and. To, to to like realize that he's not doing any of it now. I'm like, damn, that kind of sucks because that guy has such a brilliant mind. That is that, sad when you think about it like that, actually. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, but good for him at the same time. I mean, he, I mean, he made Star Wars. He made Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know, I mean, this guy, like, he's 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 a legend. So cool that he can relax. But I would just love to see him come up with like out of nowhere. Like, say uh, Rebel Moon, you know, wasn't a Zack Snyder film, but it was like Rebel Moon made by George Lucas. Be like, holy shit. (laughs) Could you imagine? Right? God, that would turn the world upside down, I think. 
but I like to think that he sits at home in his little editing studio and he just recuts other people's movies for his own entertainment. There's like a whole collection of like the George Lucas cut of like Justice League and yes. Lord of the Rings and <laughs> You got to think he's got to at least use his creativity somehow still, yeah. right? I would he got hope. really into oil painting. That's there's just just rooms <laughs> of Lu- of like Lucasfilm Ranch just filled with oil paintings of like Ewoks. I don't know. <laughs> Ewoks in bikinis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my head, but okay. Moving on. Oh my gosh. I love how your brain works sometimes. I really do. <laughs> At least somebody appreciates it. Yeah, unlike you, Lito, I'm joking. I'm Ooh. Joking. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> what are you going to do, huh? You're not even here. <laughs> Ooh, another burn. <laughs> right, I need to calm down. <laughs> Some news that I think you will appreciate, because I know Ooh. this is something you speak about quite regularly. Another roast. Um, Bob Iger did a little interview and he spoke about the output increase on Disney Plus as the reason behind some recent disappointments, particularly in terms of numbers and revenue, especially with the transition to post-pandemic era with the way streaming services work. Um, I quote directly from him, uh, Marvel's a great example of that, Iger added. They had not been in the TV business at any significant level. Not only did they increase the movie output, but they ended up making a number of television series. And frankly, it diluted focus and attention. That is, I think, more of the cause than anything. This seems to be a criticism of Chapek's decisions more directly. There's a lot of subtext in the interview where he is Mm. directly criticising Chapek's decisions. Um, People are theorising that the decrease in Marvel content also means a reduction in Star Wars product. And when the interviewer asked specifically about Marvel and Star Wars in the same question and pulling back on that, Iger said yes. And he spoke about pulling back on both what they're spending and what they're actually making with what they're spending. Mm -hmm. I'm curious how this will affect things like Andor Season 2, the latest season of Mandalorian. What does it mean for these three Star Wars films that have been announced? Right. Yeah, because again, we get all these things announced, and now they're back. Mm-hmm. You know, they're backing, backpedaling. Um, I I get what he's saying. Um, I know he, his main focus of the discussion was about Marvel, which I think is what caused all this. There's just, I think there's just way too much superhero stuff out there at this point. It's so overloaded. Um, like I kind of got burned out on Marvel before I think the Avengers movies were all done because it just became too much. And then they pumped mm-hmm. out all these all these streaming shows on Disney Plus that I've never watched. Um, it's just I get it. And they're kind of doing that with Star Wars now. They're just boom, boom, boom. This is coming out. This is coming out. Like Lito was saying a while back. It's like, how many, you know, how many series do we need this year? Um, mm-hmm. As much as I love Star Wars, it does I'm not really, well, I do kind of get burned out sometimes, but... I do as well. Yeah, but it's more of, you have no time to really appreciate any of it. That's what it is. There's no time to kind of sit with it. Like, we had the the prequel movies in pretty quick succession in the early 2000s, but there was still enough time between each to sort of digest, enjoy, Mm -hmm. theorize, discuss, get excited about. Right. And... After the sequel <clears throat> movies, this especially, again, especially with the pandemic, and it, it's this is partly what the actor's strike is about. It's these it's these Hollywood executives desperate for money. Mm-hmm. 
instead of like supplementing or paying attention to the the craft or the art of these things i think acting and writing especially has lost a lot of that reverence oh yeah especially post pandemic because it had such a massive impact on the economy globally oh, yeah. there's been such a massive scramble to make even a single penny of what was lost back it becomes this kind of cycle of content over substance right and they end up putting out a lot of trash in the process mm-hmm. and and when i say trash i don't mean everything sucks i just mean it's not to the standards that it could be because they're not really letting creators create anymore they're saying no, no you do this there's the the fist of you know these executives over their heads telling them what they have to do and what they need to do and how much they're going to make uh it's it's really just kind of destroyed the industry i think it has so it, it'll be interesting to see how it affects star wars i know it will um hopefully it affects it in a positive way though i would like to think so if any of the movies were to go what do you think would be the first on the list i hate to say it i think this james mangold dawn of the jedi mm. as it seems the most kind of obscure like, yeah, and, brilliant to go back that far. Exactly who asked for that? With all due respect, love, peace, and good vibes. <laughs> no, I and, and on top of that, it seems like with the Indiana Jones movie not living up and he was attached to that, that seems to be like a, a trend where they got... God, now I'm going to forget all their names. The the lady that was doing the, the X-Wing one... Um, Oh, um, the Wonder Woman lady. Yes. Her name has completely slipped my mind. I need to Google total, it. Hang on a sec. Total blanking. Um, so I'll just babble while you look it up. But in uh, the Taika Waititi with Thor Love and Thunder, you know, you Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Thank you. Yeah. Wonder Woman 2 flopped pretty much. And then her movie was gone. So they, they could continue that trend where Indiana Jones didn't perform as well. And they could be like, well, we could cut this movie out. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it would be the, uh, the Ray film. And I don't think it would be the Filoni one because one, you're bringing uh, Daisy Ridley back to do a film. Mm-hmm. And two, this is going to be Filoni's like breakout into the big screen. Um, I mean, I know I'm pretty sure he did the Clone Wars animated film, but his first big screen live action. Uh, so I don't think those would be cut. So, yeah, if a movie's going, it'll be the mangled one. But I, I, I don't know. I think I'm a, with a lot of other Star Wars fans at this point is I don't think anything's going to happen until it's actually like a trailer and, you know, a release date. <laughs> so pretty much anything's fair game to get kicked off the table. But I don't know. All these strikes are going to blow it all up. Well. Speaking of the strikes, so there are a lot of acronyms in this. I will do my best. It is a little complicated, so stay with me. As of, I believe, yesterday at around 8pm, SAG-AFTRA, the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists officially went on strike and joined the AGM American... And the American Writers Guild in solidarity with their current strike, which is at 70 days and counting. 
over 160,000 actors will be joining the writers in solidarity. This is the first joint strike in 63 years and the first joint walkout since 1980. Mm. A lot of what they're striking over is very, very similar to what the writers are striking over. Um, the use of artificial intelligence in movies and the impact of streaming services on actors' residual pay. Yeah. It's reaching the point where background actors are asked to work one day and paid only for that one day. Their likenesses are then owned and used in perpetuity by these studios without those actors being compensated for it. That's so messed up. It is extremely messed up. Yeah. Um, one of the other main sticking points appears to be residuals, the payments that performers receive for repeat showings of films or TV shows. And while back in the day of like Friends, where Jennifer Aniston would make a million dollars each time the episode was played on umpteen channels on rerun, it doesn't work that way in streaming services because streaming services are funded by subscription money, not mm -hmm. TV and advertising and all of these sorts of things. Um, SAG-AFRA negotiations are demanding residuals partly based on viewership levels on streaming services. So however many views something gets, they should be paid in compensation for that. Um, there have been stories of actors receiving as little as £4. <clears throat> so like $2.80, $3 for an episode of something. Absolutely insane. Yeah, um, I did like a little bit of reading on the whole situation and some of some of the deal like sounded okay but then you get to these that you're talking about and it's like mm -hmm. whoa 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 what's going on here how are you not getting residuals for streaming and i heard where did i read that i think it was somebody posting or tweeting on twitter said watch what's going to happen when this is all done regardless of what tier you have in a streaming service you're gonna have commercials because that's how they're gonna make up a way to pay the uh, yep. the actors and writers. And while I have no issues with actors and writers being paid, don't get me wrong, but if I'm going to pay for a service like $15 a month, I better not have effing commercials, <laughs> you know, because I, I'll just cancel. I've actually considered canceling all of them anyways because of how cocky they are with, with these writers and actors. I'm like, well, if everybody cancels your subs, then what are you going to do? You're going to have to pay somebody. That is absolutely an act of solidarity, 100 percent. If yeah. you're if you're willing to do that to try and help the cause, then I, I can't support that enough. I really can't. Um, one of the biggest issues is that these actors are requesting payment based on streaming numbers. However, companies like Netflix, Amazon and Disney don't publicly share that information and have been refusing to share that information with not only shareholders, but also the actors themselves. Shocker. Um, the Writers Guild stated last year that eight major Hollywood studio CEOs, and this includes the likes of Bob Iger, Jeff Bezos, made over $773 billion collectively over a year. Meanwhile, there are workers on their shows that cannot afford to pay their rent. Mm -hmm. The imbalance of finances based on greed and the excess of capitalism is absolutely abhorrent. Um, you bring up Bob Iger, too, and... Uh... What what does he make in a year? Like I think it said he's made tw this year he'll make twenty six million dollars. Yep. Do you need that much money, dude? Like I mean, I get I get it. When you work for your money, you should get what you work for. But what are you gonna do with twenty six million dollars? I'll never make that in a lifetime. This dude's got it in a year. You can't spend it, it when you're not here anymore. Right. And he's got his little yachts and his you know mm -hmm. expensive mansions and all the shit and. You're not going to pay the people that got you there? 
But like, are you happy, Bob? Yeah. It's so, I don't know. It's so ridiculous. There's a certain point of being wealthy where it's like, why why are you eating off of the bloodied hands of the people that gave you that mm-hmm. money? You know, that, that kind yeah. of stuff irritates me. Like, I've always been a supporter of eat the rich. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. Rich people do not need the money that they have at all. Right. And it's not even like about me being jealous that they have the money and I don't. It's more of how they're handling it. Like, yeah. Like even, you know, stupid jobs like my job or whatever. There are people that make a ton of money that just sit in an office while I'm out there busting my balls, you know, <laughs> doing doing the work. And, you know, not just me, but people like me, you know, laborers and all that kind of stuff. We don't see that kind of money. We're never going to see that kind of money. But they're just sitting there, you know, they don't have a care in the world and it's annoying. So I fully support the the writers and the actors regardless, because, you know, I'm a writer and I would support them anyways. But I get it. You know, I think us little people on this planet, we get it. And if we all stand together, something will change. And I I think that they, they need everybody's support. That's why I would love to get of course my voice isn't as loud as i need it to be but i would love to get so many people to do what i was saying cancel your subs just yes. cancel all your subscriptions pick a day let's all freaking do it in one day and watch them tuck their between their legs and, you know and be like oh god we gotta fix something you know because they'll go right into panic mode they they need to build that other mansion so sorry i can go on my rants no <laughs> I, I fully support and I fully agree with what you're saying. Um, the Christopher Nolan film Oppenheimer had its UK premiere last night and uh, <clears throat> the premiere was moved forward by an hour so that just before eight o'clock, all of the actors at the premiere could get up and walk out oh, wow. to adhere to the 8pm strike time start. Uh, joining the strike are actors including Meryl Streep, Jennifer Lawrence, Charlie Theron, Joaquin Phoenix, Jamie Lee Curtis, Olivia Wilde and Ewan McGregor. Mm. On Friday, George Clooney added his weight to the strike, calling it an inflection point in our industry and saying that change was required for our industry to survive. There have been no holdouts so far. All US actors are on board and the UK Actors Union Equity has said that it stands in unwavering solidarity with SAG-AFTRA. However, this is where it gets interesting. So not only can these actors not appear on set and they can't work, they can't act, they cannot appear on set, they cannot appear in promotional material, interviews or at premieres. For example, San Diego Comic Con will be affected as actors are not allowed oh, to promote yeah. current or past projects in things like Hall H. It may also affect meet and greets like on Comic Cons globally, uh, photos, autographs. It may also affect award shows like the Emmys. Mm-hmm. Um, The film festivals in Venice, Telluride and Toronto are coming up, which may end up not going ahead at all. This is a this is a powerful move from the Actors Guild. It really, really is. Yeah, I think 70 days of un like non response from the other side. I think this is what's going to be what tips the scales. I did see an article that uh, named like Paramount. Netflix, Disney, I think in Amazon, we're all saying that they're going to wait this out and until people start losing their homes and apartments. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then they feel like the, the actors and writers and stuff will cave. And it's like, that's so crappy. 
<laughs> you know, that they're just like, oh, you know, if they lose their houses, then we'll get what we want. Like I said, hopefully the this will be a change for the good, uh, whatever ends up happening. Um, for all of us that want to be entertained, it's going to suck, but these people need to get paid. No, a hundred percent. And the, and the whole AI thing, this AI thing needs to blow up. We need to, we need to be like the, you know, Sarah Connor and John Connor and fight the AI because yes. it's, it has become a problem in a very short amount of time across the board. I mean, there's like, there's robot servers at restaurants already and that's killing jobs for people. There's, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff in the entertainment world where, uh, you know, you can have Luke Skywalker anytime you want. And, and well, I'm sure Mark Hamill's going to be, uh, he's yeah, going to get his lie. residuals, but a little bit annoyed at Mark Hamill being like, yeah, you guys can have my likeness. That's absolutely fine. And then immediately the rest of the industry turns around and is like, no, this is unacceptable. You <laughs> might get paid, but this is the thing. Acting is like, not everyone who's an actor is at like Tom Cruise level. That's obvious. This is everything from small time independent films that show at things like Toronto and Venice to blockbuster Hollywood stars. It this means something. It really, really does. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those bigger names won't be affected, but like nothing against Mark Hamill. But yeah, him agreeing (laughs) to doing that kind of set a standard. um, And now these companies, like you said, they're just this person can work one day and their likeness is taken from them and they get paid for that one day that's disgusting like no no nobody should agree to that so yes thank you for letting me rattle on about the about the actors strike i i care passionately about these things especially as the uk at the moment is currently in a period of striking across various public services in an attempt to receive better pay and better care and better support at their jobs so i'm all for it i really really am absolutely unionize fight back (laughs) yeah i'm right there with you i've never really been like a huge supporter of union but but i get it now more um i feel like even you know my job if if we were unionized it would probably be a better thing for us uh Mm. things have to change around the entire globe when it comes to money (laughs) yes because too many of the wrong people have all of it so i don't want this to turn into star wars i don't want i'm I'm watching the empire unfold before my eyes and i don't like it (laughs) yeah i i mean it really is it's it's kind of scary when you look at it that way george was very good for that sort of thing star wars applies universally and without a time frame to be used i've said this so many times to be used as a lens for which to view world issues and be able to understand them in a better way Mm -hmm. so yeah uh hopefully they get that stuff sorted but i think it's going to be a long one yes i do i really do i mean it's already what did you say 70 days for the writers so yeah i think it's it's probably going to go through the year i think It'll probably still be going on at the beginning of 24. Hopefully not, but that's my guess. Hopefully not. I think the last writer's strike was over 180 days, which is over half a year. Yeah. So we shall see. We shall see. But I guess the upside is we do have Ahsoka coming. We do. That Very hasn't soon. been affected. That has not definitely not been affected. Ooh, ooh. What about Skeleton Crew? Was Is that affected or is that done? 
I think Skeleton Crew was in its kind of editing final touches phase, which means it will probably be delayed. Okay. Um, Acolyte will be delayed. And or season two will most likely now be put on hold since the Actors Guild have gone on strike. Um, that was filming in London. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Though, aren't there's like a big chunk of uh, UK actors in Andor. They're not all so, yeah, striking, technically, right? According to UK law, UK actors are not allowed to stand in solidarity with strikes that are happening in other countries. Mm. Compared to kind of the Hollywood Actors Guild, not every UK actor is part of equity. It doesn't quite work the same way over here. Okay. So they will most likely be allowed to continue. Um, they may not want to, but they're not allowed to not, if that makes sense. It's really kind of weird, but that's the part of like We're union weird stuff country. that confuses me. <laughs> weird country. Yeah, you are. No, we still have a king. That's weird. No, that's that's the way it should be, and I should be the king. Please, you do a hell of a better job. I shouldn't be saying this. They'll come after me. MI5 will find me. Um, I've said much worse over here, so you're fine. <laughs> I'm just not very fond of the royals. <laughs> All right. Ahsoka trailer. So I only watched it once. I vaguely remember uh, what happened in the trailer. There's one thing I wanted to get to before I, you know, let you kind of. Say what you have to say. Have you finished watching Rebels yet? Uh, I haven't finished watching Rebels, but I know what happens. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm, okay. I'm aware. Okay. So I think it's one of those parts of a trailer where they kind of, uh, I can't think of the word, where they try to confuse you. Yes. But, but hearing Sabine call Ahsoka Master has been bugging me ever since the trailer came out because yes. Sabine is not Force-sensitive. They've never said she was ever in Kanan or Ezra or even Ahsoka in Rebels they would have picked up on that mm -hmm. so I think it's like a, a little like uh, god I can't think of the word bamboozle is it bamboozle you is that what I'm thinking of you were bamboozled by the Ahsoka trailer to be honest it threw me for a, a six as well it's uh, it's weird. So I don't know where they're going with it. We see her fight with a lightsaber, which is fine because Kanan trained her to use the dark saber. So also, a very vivid green lightsaber, which made me wonder if it's Ezra's. Like, I don't know oh, if he yeah. gets destroyed in the end of Rebels or not. I'm not sure if he takes it with him or whatever. But yeah, that green made me think of Ezra's lightsaber. I will say with 100% certainty that it's Ezra's lightsaber. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so... Um, but that that's my only like my only part in the trailer where I'm like, uh, what's going I on there? It's partly like a term of respect rather than a I don't know, recognizing that like Ahsoka's like different from the last time they saw each other, older, wiser, stronger. Maybe. But then I'm thinking too, where she the the girl, what's her name? The blonde Chin, I think. Says yes. says to Sabine, you have no power, and you see Sabine like putting her hand out. I'm like, what's going on there? I, mm. I'll just I'll be totally transparent here. If they make Sabine force sensitive, I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> Straight up, just for the simple fact that it's unnecessary. She's a badass, awesome character as is. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I respect your honesty. I really do. <laughs> 
But trailer, Charlie, why don't you? I'm like, I'm crapping on Ahsoka, and I don't even mean no. to. It's just, it's just that no. part. Like, it, it's kind of bugging me in here. Um, You're a Rebels aficionado. You like what you like. I respect it. I do. Right. But other than that, it looks great. Aside, I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep nitpicking. No. Thrawn kind of looked like <laughs> Thrawn kind of looks like blue Elon Musk, and it's kind of weird because <laughs> that's all I saw. I was like, "Whoa, it's Elon!" <laughs> so, for how um, for how chiselled and smooth skinned he looks in Rebels, obviously I'm aware Rebels is highly stylized, right? But like, compare how similar Zeb looked mm-hmm. compared to how he looks in Rebels, and an argument could be made for how similar both Sabine and Ezra look. Here is another one I'll get to. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'll get there. Um, I think it's, yeah, I'm intrigued. I think um, Lars Mikkelsen, like his brother Maz Mikkelsen, who I've seen, I've been like five feet away from. It was the best moment of my entire life. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I know. But, yeah, he, he just looks a little rough to me. And, and yeah, he's older now i guess and and who knows what he's been through in the unknown regions but yeah i was just like ah he doesn't look like a powerful grand admiral to me you and i both know that disney like to do this kind of um oh what's the word uh mm, where they get everyone where they get a bunch of people in a room and make them watch a thing and then they they give feedback on it there's a name for it oh the uh god it's something viewing isn't it that's really annoyed me. Um, people know what I'm on about. Um, yes. I think Disney like to do this with kind of us as an audience. Like I think they will, they put things in the trailer and then they will view kind of fans' responses to that. And I yeah. wonder if some of these are maybe a little more like little slightly unfinished shots, especially of Thrawn. So they'll probably go back oh. in with these last couple of weeks and just tighten and adjust and change. We've please. seen them do this a few times before with a few other things. Please, yes, please. They need to. They need. They, what they need to do is put some eyeshadow and, and shit around his eyes because it was just straight up blue. And if I, I don't know where the action figure is or a picture <laughs> of him. My figure for reference. Yeah, but like his eyes were like darker, you know, like mm-hmm. eyelids and, and all of that. But it just looked like it was just blue on there. I don't know. I, that's the last thing I want to do is nitpick Thrawn because it's live action freaking Thrawn, but he just doesn't look as good as I think he should. It's not even expectation. It's just he looks, he, he's Blue Elon. Grand Admiral Musk. <laughs> Grand Admiral Musk. But I do know that Lars Mikkelsen is going to chew the hell out of that scenery and he is going to act his absolute socks off. I'm so excited oh, yeah, for that. Yeah. Brilliant actor. And, and, and he voiced the character in Rebels. So, I mean we know we know what to expect there um mm-hmm. so now that i'm almost done taking a dump <laughs> on everything why don't you give us some positive so by this point in my note taking i was getting a little tired so my notes are maybe not as comprehensive as i'd like but um this trailer is quite a lot of what we've already seen but with quite a few kind of additional added shots which i really really appreciate we've got some nice kind of dialogue from balen it was especially given the actor's passing it was nice to see that this trailer was very centered mm. around him and his character a lot so of voiceover from him war is inevitable you must destroy in order to create which is like the sith mantra we are no jedi mm-hmm some really kind of powerful, punchy lines that stick in your head. Really, really nice to start that off with. Some more kind of brilliant action shots, some more of those fabulous orange lightsabers, which I can't get enough of. 
seems to be rumours floating around that Balin, so they appear on some kind of base and they're fighting what look like rebel soldiers with that traditional kind of cone dome helmet. Oh, yeah. Um, which we've seen in ISB prisons and various other prison-like facilities within Star Wars. So fans are playfully theorising that he may well be breaking out Morgan Elsbeth from The Mandalorian, who Ahsoka corners and says, where is Thrawn? Tell me where he is. Yeah, you know what's confusing is I thought Ahsoka killed her. No. I mean, they didn't show it, but I, I just assumed at that in that scene in The Mandalorian that she killed her. Um, you but then we by now if there's no body. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Can I interrupt for a minute? Because I, I heard this. I don't remember where now, but uh, Balin Skull, Skull, and is it Chin Haiti? Haiti, Skull and Haiti are apparently. Uh, wolves in Norse mythology. Ah, yes, I believe they are Baldur's wolves, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to find um, like a more reputable source to uh, to back that, but all I'm seeing is NorseMythology.org is talking about it. Um, but it's 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 honestly nothing I'd ever heard before. Not that I'm you know. I'm still learning a lot about Norse mythology because I'm fascinated by it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, Skull and Haiti are responsible for chasing the sun and the moon, and they finally devoured them during Ragnarok. Very cool. Very, very cool. Did I tell you that there's a very strong possibility that I have Viking blood in me? So do I. Really? Nice. Yeah. Let's go raiding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of excited about that because I'm a big, I'm big into the, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, but uh, seeing, uh, is it Ray? I'm sorry, Ray Stevenson or Ray Stevens? I can't remember his last uh, name. Uh, Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Seeing Ray Stevenson in that trailer a lot made me really excited. Um, and the second he spoke, I'm like, God, it is totally Gar Saxon. Uh, yes. So it was cool to hear his voice, but Obviously, it's sad that he passed away, but it's also sad because who knows, you know, where he was going to go character wise in this show. Um, you know, if there was going to be more of him after the season or whatever, but he was just I don't know. He just looks like a total badass. Uh, Chin looks like a total badass when she like leaps out mm -hmm. and swipes with her lightsaber. And I'm just I'm super stoked for both of those characters. Plus, they have like that orangish red lightsaber and. I love the yeah. orange. So, um, we have some gorgeous, like, uh, up close facial shots of Ahsoka, of uh, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, and she's looking at a mural on the wall. And I've seen some interesting theories bouncing around about this. I wondered if it's uh, Old Daka, who's the uh, the first to ever use the Night Sister magic. Hmm. Um, similar like facial features, kind of this ball of energy. But a lot of people have been saying that it also may be the daughter with the the kind of with the, the raised hand and the similar symbols. I think there's going to be a lot of connection to kind of the world between worlds. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. I, I didn't pick up on that, but I'll have to go back and look. It's going to be quite a kind of spiritual, um, deeply kind of mystical series focused a lot on kind of the power and the mythos of the force, not just action, action, lightsabers. Which I'm not mm. mad at at all. I think oh, even yeah. the music in this trailer is so different and unlike anything we've heard in Star Wars. It did remind me of um, 
a lot of the music used in uh, Kurosawa films and traditional Japanese cinema, this kind of uh, themes that we associate with samurai. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It feels very samurai. Um, Mm. You mentioned uh, Rosario Dawson. I'm so excited to see more of her as Ahsoka. I really think she just grabbed onto this role and made it her own. Nothing against Ashley Eckstein. She's amazing as as the voice work for Ahsoka. Um, The original, the OG Ahsoka. Uh, They both can be Ahsoka in my world. I'm happy with it, but uh, she just looks great. Uh, Her her, uh, Leku looked really Mm -hmm. good this year. Um, I did hear this year, I said, uh, in this series, um, they look good. But I heard that some of the Leku are CGI and some of them are not. Ah. So they're really like kind of playing with both. I wonder if that means at points they'll be moving. I know that's something yeah. um, Togruta and Twi'lek can do. Mm-hmm. So. Speaking of, I wish to correct myself. Uh, one of the next shots we see is Shin and Balin circling around Morgan Ellsworth. She is alive. I'm assuming this is who they've broken out of prison. And also, there are a lot of theories, and given her costuming, that she is a night sister. Uh, Elspeth? Which means she may be the first ever live action night sister, and we might finally get some live action night sister magic. Mm. And given all we got in Jedi Survivor, I'm ready hmm. for it. I'm so ready. Well, considering uh, two of my favorite Star Wars characters are night sisters, that that's cool for yes. me. Ventress and Marin are both amazing characters they're both kind of hot oh, 100%. <laughs> we have uh Hera Syndulla flying her ship and then she is in a room speaking with a hologram table of people one of which includes Mon Mothma now yes I I love Hera I think she's one of my favorite characters from Rebels I am a big fan of the kind of I have a lot of that like mother energy with my groups of friends very much keeping everyone together making sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing and telling people off if they're not Mm -hmm. and protective and and loyal and she's all of these wonderful things I don't particularly enjoy how Mary Elizabeth Winston looks as Hera I'm aware my opinion of that may change when I see her like properly in scenes and how she blends with kind of the rest of the, the live action world yeah I find the contacts a little alarming but also transferring such highly stylized characters into live action isn't easy. Mm. It isn't. The only thing I feel like to me, Hera always felt short in rebels and, and she looks tall in live action. That's the only thing I really picked up on that. I thought was weird. I, my personal opinion, I think she looks awesome um, for live action. I, Mm. And I get it, you know, but she's also older now, too. Like, the character is older now. I, I yes. Twi'leks age a little slower, but you know what I mean. Like, there's some age in there, uh, obviously. You know, we could do the Count Dooku and the Clone Wars face compared to what he looked like <laughs> in the prequels. You know, things aren't always going to be the same. Or or the Grand Inquisitor um, in Obi-Wan Kenobi compared to Rebels. Um, so things will be different. Um, I think she sounded good. Like... Oh, she sounded fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I would honestly, I would love to hear Vanessa Marshall, you know, do the voice somehow. But I think she, I think she pulled off the the acting really well. But yeah, I could see, I could see with the argument where the the look is a little off. Um, but yeah, like you said, well, 
that could totally change for you once you're watching yep. the series. hundred percent. Once I'm in it, I probably won't even notice. This is very much just that they're giving us kind of a, I like using this word, a smorgasbord of Star Wars. <laughs> ah, yes. The best word ever. Um, we got to see Mon Mothma in that shot again. We though, did. So that She's was great. looking gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. She's getting she's getting the classic Mon Mothma hair back, which I'm really excited to see. We're getting the kind of the classic 80, like 70s Bob. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, we get one of our first like full live action shots of Chopper in here as ship, mm-hmm. giving it all this. Mm. I love Chopper. <laughs> I love my little war criminal. There's a little reunion between. I'm currently watching the trailer as we speak. Um, oh, see, I should have done that. There's like discussions between Hera and Ahsoka. We get some really gorgeous shots of uh, Sabine with her fabulous, fabulous hair. This gorgeous helmet which is so kind of classically Star Wars. She's got the patches on her jacket. There's this really, really cute little Lothcat design on the back of it that she's obviously drawn herself. Oh, my God. I just put the trailer on and it was like screaming in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Seeing her helmet again and then she cuts her hair. Um, Yes. That Um, was really cool. Something really special, which is only on screen for like point of a second when we see Sabine obviously either being chased or chasing getting away from Hera's ship, I believe. Um, we see an R2, like an, an astromech droid in a ship, which is modelled off of the original 1977 Palatoys R2-D2, so the original Kenner toy. Oh, that's really cool. The I same shapes, the same colours. It's so awesome. Such a cool detail to include. I bet it made all of the, all of the toy fans so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they, that shot when she's on the the bridge on the speeder bike is yeah. straight out of uh that's i mean obviously that's lethal but that's straight yes. out of the cartoon i i yeah. really appreciated seeing that her coat that she's wearing very similar to um oh my god why am i i'm blanking on characters names fake fan fake fan fake fan carson tiva ah similar uh, leather, brown leather jacket. Hera is also wearing a similar coat. So I wonder if they're all. Oh, look at the Loth cat. Yeah, I see that now. <laughs> it's so sweet. I love that. So I wonder if there's like, there's got to be some kind of connection with them all wearing similar leather coats like that. Yes. Um, we hear Ezra speak for the first time. Sounds great. He sounds absolutely fantastic. Yes. Um, he says, as a Jedi, sometimes you have to make a decision no one else can, but I'm counting on you to see this through, which makes me wonder, so is he still stuck in the unknown realms? Did how I really want I hope we get some explanation as to how Thrawn made his way back, what he did when he got back. Is Ezra still stuck there? Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. And we see Sabine cut her hair, which is straight out of Disney's Mulan. Oh, is it? Such like a powerful shot, yeah. She it's looks that whole kind good. of very, very samurai as well. It's that whole kind of new beginning. She looks good with the long hair, but when she cuts it like that, she definitely she looks, looks like her like cartoon Sabine, character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Even really Ahsoka great. in the trailer says, nice haircut. And yeah, Rosario Dawson igniting her lightsaber, some really beautiful combat. Um, We also have uh, Sabine walking towards the big wall that has the mural of everyone painted on, which I saw at Star Wars Celebration. That was so, so cool. Oh, did you really? It was one of the props that was on display. I think I've got a picture of it somewhere. How touching is it, though, when Sabine uh, puts her finger on Ezra's uh, cheek? 
just like ah oh. <laughs> yeah the last at the same time as Ezra's voice is saying regardless of our personal feelings mm-hmm. she misses him that's another Star Wars love story that needs to to get rolling yes it's it started but it they need to they need to get it moving we also see uh, in the scene at 1 minute 31 in the trailer when Ahsoka and Sabina are inside the ship, Ahsoka is wearing some different clothing. I think that might just be maybe a poncho or some kind of jacket. It's oh, very, very yeah. Quick. That looks but like a... Kind of blue and white. Almost like a New Republic outfit. Yeah. Huh. Did you so see classy. the... Um, right before that, the big beast? Yeah. Is that a pergo? I hope it is. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. It looks like a whale, so. Jesus, I didn't catch oh my any God, of this stuff. Oh, my God, I didn't clock that. That's huge. Yeah, that's definitely a pergo. Yeah. Damn. We are eating well with this trailer, goodness me, and we finally get the full face shot of Thrawn, which is, I do believe this is one of the trailers that was shown at Celebration. Mm-hmm. So I saw this grainy ass footage over somebody's shoulder, <laughs> so it's really nice to see it in 1080p. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Sabine in like a cherry blossom forest fighting Shin with her hand up. Yeah, man. Oh, I didn't even notice the cherry blossoms. Total samurai stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shin has a Padawan braid. Yes. I just noticed that. She looks cool. But they're not Jedi and they're not Sith. So, hmm. Is it time Pardon. to make my argument for Grey Jedi? Is it time? Oh, I was thinking like maybe, um, well, they, didn't, they wouldn't be Inquisitors because... What no. about like uh, Knights of Ren or something? Yeah. Mm. She looks so cool, though. Wow. We also have two Anakin name drops in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Talks about her old master. And then I think there's another reference to Anakin. There's, oh, my God. There's just so much in there. Uh, Balin and Ahsoka lightsaber fighting. That's really cool. And finally, a, a new Inquisitor with a, a spinning double-bladed lightsaber and a really interesting helmet. There is quite a lot of speculation about <clears throat> who this Inquisitor might be. Some people are saying mm. it could be Barris, Since Barris Offie becoming an Inquisitor is an idea that's been floated around Star Wars for a long time now and never right. quite made it into anything. Um, and there was also that Barris Offie Easter egg in The Mandalorian that was never res- like resolved either. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm. I'm going to go on a limb and say it's not going to be anyone anyone is guessing it to be. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. It's going to be no one we expect in a brand new character. And everyone will be pissed. Why wasn't yep. it this character? <laughs> Isn't that the best bit about Star Wars, though? <laughs> Usually, yeah. But, I mean, the Inquisitor looks total badass. Um, I like mm-hmm. that helmet. I mean, yeah, I've seen so many different speculations. Oh, it could be Starkiller or... Uh, <gasps> Don't. Yeah. Well, the stunt double for the... is on IMDb is listed as a man. Mm. Which I think okay. kind of trumps the Barris Offie theory, but we'll see. And right. we are getting a two-episode premiere on August the 23rd. I am extremely excited. Wow. Oh, I... and uh, tiny, tiny spoilers. Do you want to hear a, a little spoiler? Ah, why not? Why not? So, as always, Lego putting their absolute foot in it and releasing their upcoming sets confirms that Jason Sindula will be appearing. Oh, yeah, okay, I did see that. However, yeah. without his green hair, which I think fans are very happy about. 
yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. Like he just looked more human um, mm-hmm. than I was expecting. But that'll be interesting to see what they do with that character. I'm trying to think of how old he would be at that point. Teenage, I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, just rewatching the trailer, I am. I'm still obviously very excited about it. Um, mm. Maybe more since I just rewatched the trailer. So. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Two episodes. They always got to kill us with two episodes at once. <laughs> it's hard for podcasters when there's two episodes at once. Yeah. Give but, us a break, please. Yeah. Um. But I'll watch them for sure. I'm trying to think. When is that? That's next month. Yes. We should try. And I don't know if we can record it because it would. Uh, we could record us. I don't think we could record us watching it. We should try to watch them. I'm on third shift. So when I'm working in, late at night into the morning, that's usually your morning. Yes. See what Lido's up to. Maybe we can try and watch the first two episodes together. Maybe. I'd be down for that. A hundred percent. Awesome. Um, here is Thrawn. I don't know how well this is going to come <gasps> up, but like his dark eyes, like around yeah. his eyelids and it stuff. It makes the red look a little less. Yeah. So hopefully Blue you said. Elon Musk. <laughs> well, he's Twitter themed, isn't he? It's fine. Nice. There you go. So yeah, I, I'm pumped. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, this is Dave Filoni too. This is George Lucas's effing Padawan. Yes. Wrote all of this so this is uh, to me this is like the test i think to see Mm -hmm. if if he's really and yeah i know we have rebels and he did most of well i don't think he did most of the writing for clone wars but he was heavily involved um but this is live action this is this is when we see what dave filoni is capable of and how much Mm -hmm. he's really pulled from george lucas which i think is you know a lot obviously yeah, but let's see how it translates into, you know, an eight episode series. I I have 100 percent faith in him. I mean, we've seen what he can do with John Favreau and in, in The Mandalorian. I I think we're in good hands here. So mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. Me too. I've had a nice little break from like between Mando and this. It's been a nice gap of time to kind of decompress and enjoy some other aspects of Star Wars. So I'm, I'm ready to go back into it. 100%. Absolutely. So yeah, Ahsoka, August 23rd, two episodes, and um, we're going to be doing our after shows. Of course we are. We've got some guests. We've got some other right. joining us. We have got so much fun stuff coming up for Ahsoka. I am really, really excited. Absolutely. Uh, spoiler alert, one of our guests is actually going to be a founding member of Clone Army Radio. <gasps> I'm really I'm really excited to meet him. Yeah, yeah. Kind of excited to get him back behind the microphone mm. just for an app. It's been, um, I think he had to stop at like our 10th episode. So here we are oh, at 122, man. 123. So, <laughs> yeah. But I asked him, you know, I hit him up and asked him if he wanted to do it. And he was like, that would be awesome. So looking forward to it. But we are going to roll out with maybe some uh, quizzy trivias. Just a few his questions <laughs> and next week we've got our full-on jedi survivor review get ready so please lucasfilm no more star wars news no more strikes no more no more <laughs> anything that i have to journalism about please <laughs> unless 
Unless it's George Lucas coming back. Unless it's George Lucas coming back <laughs> and launching a new trilogy of Star Wars films that I'd 100% be obsessed with, as yes. you were. All right, Charlie. This is where the fun begins. Oh, this is going to be easy. It's going to be weird not having uh, my wingman for these uh, questions, but... You're all on your own. The spotlight's on you, my <sighs> friend. I don't know if I can do it, but we'll try. Question number one. Where did the Night Sisters first appear? Where, as in the book called The Courting of Princess Leia? <laughs> That's my man. There we go. That is right. it. Straight out the gate. One point to Johnny. Ten one for one. Ten. We'll catch you all next week. One for one. Goodbye. <laughs> Not that easy, I'm afraid. Not that easy. Let's see if you can get this next one. What is Grand Admiral Thrawn's full name? Oh, my God. I can't pronounce it. It's like... It's something mis... Oh, my God. And I actually, like, hear it in an audiobook, too. And I, it's so hard to pronounce. Like, Mithron... Oh, God. What is it? I know there's more to it. Something Mithron... You're gonna kill me. You gotta give me partial point for this. <laughs> I don't do partial points on like impossible quiz questions. It doesn't work like that. Um, I can even see it's like M I T H R A W N I something. Does it end in an I? No. No. Uh, I know our one listener, Thrawn the Exile, is giving me shit right now when he hears this. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to give me even more shit when I try and pronounce it, because I'm going to butcher this. Yeah, give it a whirl. So, Grand Admiral Thrawn's full name is Mithro Norodo. Yes. See? I had the first part. You had the first remember part. How the rest he was of it originally went. <laughs> born as Kivuro Noru, with the core name Varon, which I'm assuming is something to do with the whole kind of chiss naming structure societal structure sounds very much kind of like the, the nordic thing of taking like your father's name and then your father's mm. father's name and kind of tacking them all on alongside each other right our last quiz question is which famous character is the inspiration for rosaria dawson's live action ahsoka wait say that again which famous character is the inspiration for the way rosaria dawson plays her live action ahsoka I know this one too. Do you? Yeah, but guess what? It's not in my brain. <laughs> <gasps> Damn it. I remember hearing this because it's, you know, my first thought was, oh, well, it's just Ahsoka from the cartoon, but it's not. It's it's an actual character from something that's not Star Wars. Mm hmm. Um. Can I phone Alito? <laughs> Can you phone Alito? Hey, Alito, I know you're in the middle of your Mediterranean holiday, yeah. but who inspired us? <laughs> He'd probably be like, I have no idea. Click. <laughs> um, damn it, damn it, damn it. I know this. It's, uh... Mm, I'm going to have to give up. I don't want to have too much dead air here. I, I, is it... Is it all right, I'm just going to throw a guess. Is it... From the Lord of the Rings. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs>
That's all I got. A wizard is never late, Frodo Baggins. He arrives precisely (laughs) when he means to. (laughs) Gandalf. Dave Filoni specifically asked Rosario to use Gandalf as a touchpoint for Ahsoka's story. The wandering samurai with magical powers. The transition of Gandalf the Grey to Gandalf the White. We see so much of that in this trailer. Mm. The grey cloak, the white lightsabers, the kind of coming, stepping into the light, being seen again as somebody new. And to spoil part of the ending of Rebels, she is like Ahsoka the White at the end. She is so, now Ahsoka yeah. the White, so that's very, very yeah. beautiful. Um, well, also heavily inspired by Yojimbo, the Kurosawa film about mm. a wandering samurai. If there are any Kurosawa fans out there, which if you like Star Wars, you should be a Kurosawa fan. Just true. saying. <laughs> so I was pretty close on the last two. You, I, I was in the area. You're <laughs> You're really sticking it to me. You are challenging me with these. I think I get you every time, and you're you have. I study all the time. Telling me impressed. <laughs> you study. You study specifically for my quiz questions. Don't. My ego's going to be so big. I'm not going to be able to get out the door. I wouldn't even know how to study for them because I, there's no clues. There's no hints. I just read no? everything Star Wars every single day, every night. You're like the Matrix, you plug in and somebody puts in the chip card for you. (laughs) Exactly. Grab me Star Wars, quick! Those those were fun, though. I liked those questions. Thank um, you. They were borderline, like, in my area of knowledge, Mm -hmm. but also, like, just a little bit outside of it to where I was like, dang it. Tip of the tongue. That's one of my favorite things about these quiz questions, is every single time it's on the tip of everyone's tongue. I know this, but I don't know it. The first one, though, that was good. That was good. They were all relevant to what we talked about today, too. Well done. Look Thank at you. you. I am planner. You. This is what I was doing on the train on the way home this afternoon. Nice. Okay. I think we're done. We're out. Yeah. It was good to be back. Um, it is good to be back. I've missed you, and I'm looking forward to having Nito back as well. Absolutely. He'll be out a few more weeks, I think. can't remember how that goes, but... He'll be back when he's back. Right. Hopefully he has a new microphone when he's back. I forgot that the thing <laughs> I broke. forgot about that. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. So we will catch everybody next week talking Jedi Survivor and the return of George Lucas to Star yes. Wars. Just because throwing it out in the universe. Why not? We have the insider news. Yeah, we do. Great. Now people are going to refer to us as like... <laughs> Mike Zero or something. <laughs> How weird, giant freaking robot. What have we done? <laughs> right. Oh, God. All right. We'll catch you all next week. May the Schwartz be with you. May the Schwartz be with you. Bye. Inconceivable. Admiral Yet. <laughs>